0: what's up everybody i'm t rose and welcome back to another episode of it's the parents in life podcast (laughs) i'm a little off (laughs) so yeah i gotta i gotta work on my uh (laughs) my sound effects and stuff but what's going on with y'all welcome back like it's been a crazy week crazy crazy week Um, I wanted to start off by saying, look, you know what, as soon as I come in the door, here come my stomach, like trying to act up and show out. I fed you, you good. (laughs) But no, I wanted to start off with, you know, not, you know, some not so good news, not so good of a topic, but I wanted to speak on the death of the 14 year old. Now, if you haven't seen it, you know don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you don't want to see it, but I'm sure you've seen something, some type of news article, some type of tweet, Instagram post, something talking about this because it's pretty tragic. Um, I actually happened to see the video myself, and I tend to stay away from things that are graphic, but I, I honestly had no clue of what was going to happen in the video. Um, but the thing is, you know, a child—he lo- lost his life on spring break, just enjoying himself, you know, on a um, on a ride, and it's so heartbreaking. Like, I really want to send like my my sincere condolences, you know, to his family and friends and acquaintances because it's just messed up. Like, you just—you never know, you know, what can happen. But nobody ex- nobody expects that type of su- situation to happen. And I'm definitely heartbroken. Like it's it's sad. Um, so yeah, he lost his life. He he um, he wasn't securely placed on the in the ride or in the seat. Um, the biggest issue was his size. Honestly, it was his size. And there's nothing wrong. Like you know, some due to jeans and just genetics some people are heavier than others some people are smaller than others and that's just natural genetics there's no other way to put it besides genetics excuse me i'm having a lot going on here but yeah so to me i feel like it was negligent negligence on the staff's behalf because as you know if you haven't rolled Ridden a roller coaster or any type of ride, you know, you know that you have to be securely secured into these seats. It don't matter what type of ride it is, It is most of the time it has to have some type of um click. Like you hear a click, like they push it down, they come around and they make sure that everybody is secure. They claim that they made sure that this young man was secure and there's no way that it could have been secure because it doesn't even go it, w- it didn't even go down enough because he obviously was – he just didn't fit the ride. And at the end of the day, there are protocols in place for situations like this. It's not to um, make someone feel bad about anything or make somebody, you know, turn someone away. But that is just, it's just a protocol because all of – these things are made for certain sizes, you know. It sucks, but that's just what it is. If you've been to an amusement park, you know – that it's a height requirement if you're too short i've seen it happen plenty of times over my lifetime if you're too short they have you stand up against the little thing that you know shows the height requirements if you're too short you cannot get on a ride that's just it if you got to go home and cry whatever the case may be that's just what it was because it was not safe for you to get on on, on a ride and it's better for you not to be a liability and for somebody not to be sued and, you know, lose their job or something like that because somebody lost their life, it's better for them to turn your way and abide by the rules. Same thing with weight requirements. There are also weight requirements. If you're over a certain amount of weight, you cannot get on certain rides. It's And it's basically because of the, um, the simple fact that certain things, certain restraints cannot fit around you. Maybe it's like a capacity and the ride may not function properly if it's too much weight distributed to certain areas you just abide by the rules that's all i'm saying abide by the rules because as you as the worker you didn't feel uneasy with allowing this child because he looks like a he looks like a grown man but regardless if it's a child or young man a grown man or whatever the case may be you don't have empathy in your heart to be like you know what this does not look safe this could possibly end someone's life he was not securely put in his ride the whole time and the reason why he even lasted as long as he did on the ride and not have he didn't fall off maybe sooner is because the impact is different going up but coming down is like a it's like a sudden jolt like where it just like come to the stop is to a halt. so you know like what happens when you have sudden stops like you jerk a lot of times in accidents people fly out the windows and stuff like that because of that certain surge of energy, like you were going so fast and then you completely just come to a full stop. It was nothing that he can do. It was nothing no one could do about it. He shouldn't have been on there. That's what it boils down to. So it really, is really heartbreaking. I hate that it had to happen. I hate that I had to see it, experience it. Um, It's traumatizing, honestly. And it can happen to anyone. It's like, I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me. And I hate that the internet it exposes us to so much stuff. Like I didn't even know what I was looking. You know, you just scrolling. You don't know what's about to happen. You don't think it's about to be anything. You're like you just looking. And out of nowhere, this is what happens. So yeah. It really sucks. It 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 sucks. And me as an adult. I don't like these. I don't like these roller coasters. I don't like rides and stuff like I used to when I was younger. Like I can't handle it. Like I am terrified. Now I will ride them every once in a while, but when I tell you, I am praying <laughs> as hard as I can. My hands are clenched. My butt is clenched. Everything is clenched up. Fingers, toes is crossed. Terrified. And what's even more sad is the fact that things are not made the same way that it was made when we were younger and growing up do y'all hear the amount of um fatalities that are happening from these rides and from the rides breaking down or just people just not even riding the rides they just standing around and stuff is happening like dropping off and hitting them like what is going on and not even just just to speak on the quality of things that are being produced these days it is horrible do y'all remember like your appliances in your home like growing up i don't remember us having to get a, a replacement of a tv like when i was younger i don't remember tvs being replaced refrigerators and stoves and all that type of stuff i remember that stuff being within our household and as we moved that stuff moved with us now every time i move I have to replace everything, it seemed like the furniture is not lasting as long as as it used to. It's like as soon as I got my couch, I first of all when the pandemic hit, I was in the process of getting new furniture. So I sold my furniture at the beginning of the pandemic. I didn't get my my new furniture until like eight months later. So I just <laughs> I just had to rough and the tough it. Like I didn't have no living room furniture because everybody was backed up. And I already had went and paid for it and it was kept it just kept on getting pushed back because of the lack of hands in the place. Nobody, nobody's working still. Even though we're this this far gone or far into a pandemic, it's still it's still a lack of employees. So my couch is like, I don't even know how, how old it is. It's not even a year old, but you can already see like, the quality of it di- diminishing it, like, right away. Like, <laughs> it doesn't need, it's, like, weak. It can't even hold. It, it's just sad. Nothing is the same. <laughs> like, it's just microwaves. They just go out for no. like, I, I can't believe the amount of time I have to replace microwaves and vacuums and stuff. Like, all of these things are so cheaply made, and it's just made to, like, just to last a little bit so you can constantly keep on spending your money. Like, these uh, flat screen TVs, like, I don't remember us replacing our, our big back TVs as much as the flat screen TVs have to be replaced. Like, they're more fragile. You got to worry about, you know, just touching the screen and all that or shaking it up. Man, them TVs we had growing up, they were something different. Like, at this point, I want to go try to find me all old appliances and probably, like, you know, reupholster them. Paint them, give them a little facelift or whatever. That stuff lasts. Like, every time I turn around, I'm replacing something. Like, it's just (laughs) crazy. But those rides definitely are not the same. They are not how they used to be. Right after, probably like the day after I saw, you know, the accident and everything that happened with him, I saw people stuck at um, on a ride at Knott's Berry Farm in California. I was just like, I I just can't. I actually went to Knott's Berry Farm. When was it? It was last year sometime. I can't remember. But I went there and I rode roller coasters and all that stuff. And my boyfriend, his hand almost got uh, pinched off. I was terrified. Like, it was horrible. Like, I was like, what am I doing here? How am I doing this? And I'm up here. I'm here without the kids riding all these rides like a crazed fool. It was just not okay. <laughs> like, no. So these people stuck on this ride, and, and the ride is like stuck like it was going down a hill. So they just stuck on the side like of a dip. Like I don't I wouldn't know what to do. That that would be enough for me right there. Like just seeing people get stuck is enough for me. Like I need bumper cars, I need stuff that is like, you know, on one level. I'm not doing all these uh, crazy roller coasters no more. Like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Like no, and I actually had went to when I was in Orlando with my um, kids. My oldest daughter, she wanted to get get on one of those rides that was right there, and um, you know where where he was riding the ride, at. and I was like, that that ride is too high. Like they just, <laughs> I don't know what it is, what, what made them make them rides like that, but they it was too much. I'm like no, it's, that's that's not gonna work. So what we did, we opted, I opted out of the, you know, the scary rides and said, hey, we're going to just do the Ferris wheel. That Ferris wheel was expensive. I said, what is going on? What is happening here? To ride on this slow little Ferris wheel? Uh-uh. So we ended up doing something totally different. I don't even remember. But I think you have to pay individually for each ride over there. That's not like a an amusement park. It's just like a couple of rides right there. And then it's like a lot of other things, like different stores and restaurants and like the Wax Museum and stuff. All of that is on that little strip. But I said, "Mm mm-mm, we're not doing, no. (laughs) Let's make it make sense now. So, yeah, I definitely want to send out my condolences. It's just the internet is sick. They expose everything. And then by everything being exposed, people find, find time. And find ways to make a joke out of stuff that is very serious. And people are making jokes and stuff. And it's just like, it's just sad and it's sick. And at the end of the day, that was a child. So, of course, as a, as a child, I'm sure he knew it was rules or whatever. They probably said, you know, it's a weight requirement. He probably, he might have opted to want to still do it. But as an adult, as the worker, y'all are supposed to make sure Bet y'all staying out ground. You got to just, sometimes you have to turn people away and that's just protocol because of stuff like this. Like, it's just serious. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying it just, I don't know. But, whew, it sucks. It really do. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I wanted to talk about the parents that are Bitter. I want to speak on bitter parents. Are you? Are you the bitter parent? Are you that one? <laughs> do you need to go look in the mirror? Do you need to check yourself? Because my thing, my thing with the bitter parents, it male or female, it does not matter. I've seen both. Um, my thing is, what exactly do you think you're doing? Who exactly do you think you're hurting or harming? Like I, I'm just I'm just trying to understand. If you if you guys hear kids in the background, I need to get some type of studio or something <laughs> because kids would be cats. But yeah, um the thing is you're not hurting anyone but the child slash children when you decide to be bitter. So when you're a bitter, if you you don't know the definition of bitter, (laughs) go look it up. But no, it's just basically having like a grudge towards that other parent. Because either the parent, the other party doesn't want to be with you anymore. The party has moved on. Um, For the most part, I feel like that's the main thing. That's the main thing. It's like, it's like some jealousy in there. It has to me, it's always feeling still involved because you have no reason to be bitter. You have no re- no reason to have a nasty taste left in your mouth behind this person. If you have completely moved on, if you're happy where you at, you regardless of the situation, you're happy for that person. You want, you want the best for that person and your children, then it, it there would be no bitterness there. But I feel like it's always bitterness there because there's still feelings involved. So when someone don't know how to move on, it's going to always cause them to act a certain type of way. It's just something within them. It's just like, I don't want to see this person with the next person. I I don't want to see them prosper or be happy in life if it's not with me. So therefore, I'm going to withhold... um, my presence my child will not be able to see me because guess what no for what I, why would i why would i do anything to make your job easier because guess what i'm mad still if if you're not going to be with me i'm not doing nothing for you a lot of times you can ask that party the other party like oh can you watch you know you can you watch the kids or whatever you know i have to do this that and the third it's always a situation where they want to give you a hard time And then if they do it, it's a situation where they're constantly calling you and making it, just making it a situation where it's like, I would have just been better off keeping the kids home. You know, like it's a situation where they withhold money because they think they're hurting you. And at the end of the day, your child needs you to take care of them as well as me financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, like your child needs you in all these different ways. And when you feel like you're pulling back because you feel like I'm going to benefit from it, that's you being bitter. That's you being hurt. You're by hurt because I decided to move on. And most of the time, it's for pretty good reasons. <laughs> pretty good reasons. Don't. Isn't it weird that a male or female can try to fault you for not wanting to be with them anymore, and they know in their heart of hearts? That they did you so dirty, dragged you through the mud, cheated on you, bad mouthed you, like all these different things. And then it's like they expect you to just keep on hanging on by a thread. Like it's so weird to me. I don't I never understand a bitter person's mindset when you did nothing to make sure that we were we were secure. You did nothing to make sure that we were secure. So how could you how could you feel? How could you feel anyway? You're supposed to gladly push me off and say, you know what? I couldn't make you happy, but go ahead and find somebody that can. Or go ahead and, because and it, it's not even about finding somebody who can make you happy. It's about you being happy within yourself. And a lot of times when you're dealing with people, they can block you from your own happiness. Because trust me. And know that happiness is not going to ever be found in someone, and we have to stop searching for that happiness within the next person and find it within ourselves. And any time that we get any any happiness that that person brings us is extra. But any time that they remove that happiness and they remove themselves, you're still going to have your same happiness because all they did was add to it; they didn't subtract from it. Do you get what I'm saying? it was just an addition but once they take away whatever percent that they brought in you're still supposed to remain your same percent that you have so therefore you're not making a break me because i already had this i already came with my own happiness so that is number one important rule of thumb is to always make sure you afford you have your own happiness you are you you supply yourself with your own happiness. Don't look for anybody else to make you happy because you're going to constantly keep running into brick walls. You're constantly going to keep tripping and falling because that doesn't—it's not how it works. Now, this person can come along and do things that can make you happier. Trust and believe. Yes, per- a person can bring you happiness, but you already—you got to have your own. You got to have your own because it's not going to work because you're dependent on this person to supply you with something and. If you're dealing with a human, a human is going to always disappoint you in some type of way. Good, bad, and different. They're human. We're human. So we can make mistakes because we're human. And that's what we we were placed in it on this earth to make mistakes. We grow, we grow and learn from our mistakes, but you cannot put your trust fully in the next human because they're going to let you down, let you down. They're going to, they're going to. <laughs> so, I just, I just hate to see it because at the end of the day, you're hurting a child, and you cause it more hurt within yourself because you're going out of your way to hurt me or to hurt whoever is in the situation because I have, I have a situation where the 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 other party is very bitter. <laughs> And it's constantly a thing where it's like trying to throw jabs and stabs or feel like it's a competition. It's just like, it's not what it is. And then you constantly doing things to try to think that I'm going to be hurt or I'm going to be, I'm going to feel some type of way. Like at the end of the day, I'm still here. I'm still living. I'm surviving. I'm, I'm progressing. Like, like I'm out here living my best life and you're, you're doing little things within yourself. That makes you feel like you're hurting me you're hurting yourself sweetheart like i'm not hurting i don't even think about you like i don't even i don't even allow you to hold energy or space within my mind or within my spirit like it doesn't bother me because regardless of what you do regardless of how you feel my child is number one and i'm going to do everything within my power to make sure that my children are 100 percent good in every aspect so anything that you can offer anything that you can do it's always going to be extra (laughs) you have to remember that anything that anybody can do for me in this life is always going to be extra it's always going to be extra because i hold my own weight i make sure that i stand on my own too so whatever you do for me is extra you can't take away from what i already have It's just, it's just impossible. (laughs) But yeah. So y'all need people to really understand, like, being the bitter, being the bitter person is not going to make you the bigger person. (laughs) Let's just say that. It's stopping you from being a bigger person. Like, you're, you're blocking your own everything. Your own goodness, your own blessings or good karma or whatever, whatever you may believe in. You're blocking that from yourself because you're allowing someone to hold energy and space within you that is not that's not going to be beneficial to you. <sighs> nothing I do in my life is going <sighs> to, excuse me, <laughs> nothing I do in my life is going to detour you from what you're supposed to be doing. It's just it's just impossible because we don't have any ties in that type of way. Yes, we have a child, but other than that. I I can't I can't stop your flow, I can't stop your shine. Like you keep going. Like, don't worry about me. Keep doing you. Like, why are you letting me affect you so much when I am not affected by you? You gotta understand, like, quit quit allowing dead weight to weigh you down. It's nothing you can do with it. Can't be the dead horse. You have to allow it to just you gotta let it go. It's <laughs> what I'm saying here, okay. Let it go. <sighs> okay, so I also wanted to know: Are you the toxic parent? Are you the one that's toxic? Are you the one that is causing your child more trauma than good? Sometimes we are. Um, you know, like the patterns that that we that we do and that we produce within our children. Like you gotta understand a lot of things that you do is shaping your child for who they will be as an adult. It's a lot of you know the yelling at the kids and the um this just the belittling the kids and stuff. Like you don't understand these things whole way. We may just think like well I'm just yelling at you at least I'm not hitting you and all the type of stuff but it's like sometimes it's no better evil. It's all just evil. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of just want to do things that's going to be, you You want to get through to your kids. You want to, you know, you want to discipline them. But a lot of times the, thing, the way that we do things is not the way. And we have to learn how to not take our anger out on our children because it's a lot of traits that has been passed down from generation to generation, and it's not its not good. It's, it's toxic energy, and we don't want our children to adopt these type of relationships and friendships and stuff when they get older and allow toxic energies into their life. Like, it's no good. So just be mindful. Just If you yell 10 times a day, try to do it eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's all a work in progress, and a lot of things that we do, it was it was done to us so sometimes it's hard to to not follow the paths and the patterns that we were um that we basically are immune to but it's like you have to do things to get out of that you have to work on being better so it's all about trying to better yourself and just trying to do the best for your kids it's okay to apologize to your kids like if you if you yelled at your kid and they didn't actually did, do it, the other kid did it, apologize to that child. They deserve it. Like, you just sat up here and yelled at me for something that I didn't even, didn't even do. You just accused me of doing it. Put your pride to the side and say, you know what? Sweetheart, I was wrong. I didn't, I'm sorry for yelling at you. I didn't, you know, my bad. I messed up, you know, so I apologize for that. It wasn't you. It wasn't your fault. You didn't deserve that. And it's okay to keep it moving. Like, that does not make you less of a parent because you had to apologize to your kid. You didn't stoop down to a child's level because you had to apologize. You got to understand that children are still human. So, they deserve to be treated as such. So, it's okay to apologize to anyone, but especially a child. It's okay. That's not going to make your child um, respect you less because you apologize. And what they're going to feel like, oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, now I, okay, I got you now because you had to apologize to me. Like, no, they're going to feel like they're going to feel respected. They're going to feel calm within themselves. Like, they're really going to be shocked if that's something that you're not normally doing. Like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> is, is my parent okay? <laughs> my parent, my parent been drinking? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it because this is, this don't normally happen, but it's okay. Like, we need to practice more healthy relationships with our children and stop pressing the issue of being a parent so much i'm your parent i'm your parent i'm your parent you have to respect me you have to respect me like it goes both ways yes your children are supposed to respect you but you also supposed you are also supposed to supposed can't even get it right (laughs) but you are also supposed to respect them as well even though they're children they're still human and they deserve it that's just that's just plain and simple. So it's okay. It's not going to take away from you being their parent because you have to be respectful. A lot of people get that missed and screwed. Like I don't have to do this because I'm your parent. Like, no, that's the things that we were taught. we we'll make you feel like you don't have to respect somebody because they're a child. No, be respectful. Like you're not going to spit on your kid. You're not going to push your kid. So, like, come on. You have to treat people the way that you want to be treated. The way you want them to be as adults, you treat them and you show them these ways to do it because we learn by being taught. That's the only way. You got. You have to be taught something in order to learn. So that's the best way to teach your kids is by example. So yeah, we just got to learn to show respect in order to, to get respect. So give it to get it. That's always been... So it's a cliche, but it's one hundred percent something that I live by. Like I've, I've always lived by giving people respect and and feeling like I deserve it in return, and that's one hundred percent true. And a lot of times I go so hard for my respect because I feel like if I if I came at you a certain type of way, very genuine and humble and just pure intentions, and you came at me a whole totally opposite way that really gets under my skin because it's like how can you disrespect someone who's coming to you so respectfully like it just doesn't add up and it just doesn't make sense so I'm really big on that like you can't disrespect someone like it just it just seems like almost impossible for you to even want to get to act in that certain in that way when someone is coming to you in the total opposite way it's just weird to me but Maybe, you know, you, you didn't stumble upon somebody who woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, everybody had their own different demons that they fight every day. So, I don't know. But just, just by you having a bad day or bad start and somebody coming to you, mannerable and respectful, I don't see how you can't return the favor no matter how bad your day is going. Like, how? But that's just me. Um, I wanted to get into a video now i just have a lot i don't mean to be you know talking about all this you know the craziness of the world but like we that's just a part of life it's it's always something crazy going on but um this was a, a video that i saw on i saw on twitter but it's from TikTok. so i'm gonna let y'all hear is um he's a teacher but he's telling his story he's just now come going back to work so i'm gonna start it over What's up, TikTok? It has been a long time since I posted anything with my students, and that's because I haven't been to work. Um, My mom, my wife, and our newborn child all passed away within a six weeks total time span. And um, so I haven't been to work in over four months. Today is my first day back at work um with my students and so i'm gonna record their reaction with me being back okay so if you wasn't able to hear him for whatever reason he was saying that he had been off work for four months and he was just going he was just not the reason why is because his mom his newborn child and his wife had all passed within the six-week span. And I'm sorry to be repetitive, but I don't know. He was able to hear it well, but how horrible is that? Number one, I commend him. Like, I, I, I commend him to the highest level because I would have never went back, I don't believe. I think I would have found a calling somewhere else. I don't even know if I could have, like, picked myself up for for less you know for less than a year like I feel like I, I would have been drowning in my sorrows because that is a lot of grief to unpack in such a short period of time and then someone as close as your mom someone as as significant as your mom passing then not to mention your wife who's right behind your mom and your child like how do you fathom how do you come to grips with something so tragic how does that? It's is my boggling to me, but I commend him for his strength because not only is he, you know, he's he's continuing to live his life. He's moving forward with life, no matter how hard it may be. But the fact that he went back as an educator, you guys know how hard it is in education these days, especially since social media is running everyone's lives but just the simple fact that it's not enough people to cover anything let alone teachers it's hard to find substitute teachers everybody is becoming entrepreneurs like nobody is in in the regular nine to five so just to go here every day with these kids who might decide they want to act up, you know, they have their own issues that they're going through. They might want to disrespect you, you know, and you going through so much. That is hard. That's hard and it's really heartbreaking. And I commend him. And if you've seen the video, you saw how happy those kids were to see him. And like you can tell, that's a that's part of his reason for for him keep for him able to be able to keep going. Those kids give him purpose. Like just by helping them, he's helping he's helping him. And you can tell it like those kids really love him and they really admire him. And then just him being gone, they might have they might may not have appreciated him so much when he was there. But in his absence, they probably realized how good of a teacher he was and how much he meant to them. So they were very genuinely happy to see him. And you know, I just send prayers to him as well. That's very hard. It's it's nothing harder than dealing with the absence of someone who was always in your life. You never get over that type of loss. So I just pray for him because I know his mind and his emotions is in an overload because it's like one thing after another. It's like, you don't really, how do you grasp that? Like, how do you, you know, how do you identify with that type of hurt? So I'm just, you know, I just really wish... Him all the best, and I hope you know he has all the support and stuff that he needs within his workplace and his friend group or whatever, whoever's around him. I hope he has a strong support system because you know he's gonna need it. It's, that's tough. Whew. man! Oh man. Um. So yep, I wanted to. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Another, bit. speaking of another video, all of these things I see right scrolling on Twitter. <laughs> I love Twitter, love TikTok, not, not sponsored, need to be sponsored, <laughs> but I don't know if y'all saw this video where there was a daughter, she was talking to her dad, he's incarcerated. He is incarcerated with R. Kelly. All right, let that marinate. Okay, <laughs> he's incarcerated with R. Kelly. Why does this man give his young gift R. Kelly the phone to sing to his young daughter, who we all know has been charged with all types of heinous things pertaining to minor girls and women? Why the? Why the? Now, since we are a PG-13, <laughs> I'm not going to cuss. But baby, he made, me, he made me want to flip this. Why, why? And that made me really think. If y'all seen the documentary, it made me really think like a lot of these parents really gave consent for these, their children to be there because they fanning over him. They're not thinking about, oh, you know, what he may do. Their kids really to them was a sacrifice. Like you will be okay. Just deal with it. Like in the end, they felt like they were going to get compensated. They were getting compensated for it. I feel like they they felt like he he's up here. Why not? You know, if he wants my daughter, my daughter must be special. I feel like a lot of them kind of was like okay with it, because for your father to be in here in, incarcerated with this man, he thought it was a good idea. and He thought it was cute to let him sing for you. like please. And I don't know if she was underage or not, but at the end of the day, I believe that she was. <laughs> but regardless, even my grown my grown kids, my my well, once my kids get grown, I still that's not cool. Just because you ain't a minor, don't mean you you can't be attacked in that type of way. That man was predatory. Whether it was whether you were a child or not, he didn't care whether you were male or a female like let's be honest so I was just really taken aback like okay so he he okay with this like all right you gonna save my daughter like he thought it was cute like that's the thing people put celebrities on a different pedestal like they've always been put on a different pedestal but uh <laughs> guilty is guilty a crime is a crime at the end of the day you're still a human. Stop fangirling and fanboying over these people that are humans. Like, cut the games. Like, my thing is, I can definitely detach the person from the art. But it's like, at some point, you got to draw the line. Especially with R. Kelly. It's not like he just had visual art. And he just drew pictures of dogs or something like this man actually sings and he's telling on himself as he sings these songs. He's talking about everything that he did, who he slept with, and how AJ number the number and you was a little girl, you was younger, you was ready. All these different things. He's pointing out all the things that he's talking about. So if you if you want to try to separate the artist from the art, you can't with him. He's so explicitly telling on himself and Describing these things, he's like, well, how, how can you? There's no possible way in my mind that I can separate the two, because he literally wants you to know exactly what he's doing, how he's doing it. And honestly, I felt like it was a cry for help. He probably is so happy to be in jail. I, like in my mind, I feel like he's happy because if you watch documentaries and heard the stuff that they were saying, they were saying he knew he felt like he was sick. He wanted help. He knew that he needed help. He probably was so tired of keeping up with these sexual desires. He probably, you know, I know he had to be tired. It was just too much. And as long as it was accessible to him, he was going to continue to do it because it was a demon that he had to constantly fight. But it was hard if these, if it's always around. you. But now, I mean, but since he like, say say he like boys too, he might be yeah, interdo. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just making an inference like I don't know but he may be what he may be happy he may just be able to chill breathe aside like just chip, like to breathe easy because he probably got tired of the lifestyle itself if you know if you're crying for help you're tired of what you're doing you're not happy with what you're doing you just can't really control it it's like a a drug addict like you don't want to do it but it's it's calling you and it's sick and it's sad and I'm yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> he wouldn't have been singing to my daughter. I wouldn't have even been cool with him. I wouldn't even been kiki with him enough for him to even feel like he could sing to my daughter. Because I would have been giving him the side eye, like, no, nah, we don't deal with your kind. But that's our star, that star status. It, it puts you on a whole different level. They ain't going to treat you how they would have tra- treated somebody that was, you know, this the same type of person as him on the street. <sighs> So, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't get it. So, I wanted to speak on savings, financial financial um, education for your kids. Like, when do you think is the right time to start educating your kids financially? When, when is the right time? Because, um, of course, I started teaching them, like, you know, the how money goes or whatever, and pretty young. But I feel like man, it's probably been, like, a couple of years since I've really been instilling it, especially since I have a high schooler now, So I've been instilling, instilling it more and just letting her know, like, the ins and outs of everything. I, I kind of feel like I've taught her all these things. But, of course – different things are age appropriate so it's like it's not going to stick as much if i would have told her younger because it's like okay i don't care about that i just want to go play so now i just feel like it's it's crunch time like oh my goodness your kids get in high school You feel like it's crunch time like what am i supposed to do so now i kind of got a head start with my youngest daughter because it's just like i gotta i gotta try to cram that stuff for her so i don't have to do so much when it's time she already have it you know by the time she gets to high school and stuff but um I just feel like i gotta do like a, a cram session like i've taught you all these things and so now it's time for the test we you know it's almost that time i just want y'all to know how important it is like i've learned i've known all these things like um such as credit putting your kids on your credit cards and different stuff as a writer so that it can help build their credit for when they do become an adult Just all these different things and um so i have i, I made sure that both my kids are a writer on a credit card making sure I'm up to date with my my um my payments and stuff like that and make sure I'm utilizing my credit the right way, make sure it's under a certain amount and <clears throat> just being mindful of these different things. Also, you want to have some type of savings for your kid. I started late and it's just because of different things in my life. I just was, you know, but better late than never. So, UGMA accounts or UTMA accounts, and these are accounts that, um, it's basically like a trust, and you have these, you, um, you know, put money into these trust funds or whatever, into their of age, which is 18 or whatever, and then it signs over to them. So, this is just money to secure them, have a nest egg for when they are an adult, so that they don't have to, you know, be scrambling around the struggle, you kind of get them a head start. So... If you don't know about that, look it up. Look into it. I feel like these things are very... I'm just... I. You know what? I'm going to have to start taking me some Tums or something before I get to talking. Because it's like... I, I don't be just gassy until I start running my mouth. And it's like everything just want to come explode. Now, like I got to um, constantly just keep on having to <coughs> burp and stuff. I don't have time for this. Don't try to sabotage me now. <laughs> But yeah, so I think that is very important. And I feel like it's never too early to get started, especially when it comes to saving and especially when it comes to educating them. Um, I was just explaining to my daughter how you need to make sure that you're paying your bills and stuff on time, like your rent and and things of that sort, because there's such thing as an eviction. (laughs) And She was just like looking at me like, what? And I'm like, yes, this is where they will put you out they will put all your stuff out on the street or whatever and they're not going to care nothing about none of your stuff whether you had just bought it or whatever, whether it was precious and your great grandmother gave it to you. they don't care baby your stuff will be out be out on the streets for the bums to come and get it, and there ain't nothing you can do about it so i was just telling her to make sure you stay on top of your stuff you don't because then if you get an eviction you have to worry about getting a co-signer and i said baby if you got to get a co-signer who you think you going to come to don't come to me with your, with your mess. <laughs> that's, why you meet, that's why you gotta make sure you keep your mess in order so it don't fall and trickle down to other people. Because that's the problem. When you get these grown adult kids, they start bringing their grown adult problems to your doorstep. And that's why you're supposed to make sure you're instilling in them and giving them the right mindset now so that when they are older, they're not more of a liability on you. You don't want these grown babies. You want these grown babies that don't know how to do nothing in the world and out here making all these mistakes. You teach them so that they can know, like, okay, this is what I shouldn't do. Don't just let them go out there and fall on their head and crack their head a few times and then, like, okay, they're going to get it. No. That's why we, as the parents, we have the knowledge, we have the experience to guide them in the right way. Now, if they decide to do something else, that's on them. But as long as you gave them the tools the tips and all that type of stuff, along the way, then how can, you, how, how, how can you be wrong when you did your part? But if you send them out here blindly and naked, then of course they're going to be lost. Of course they're going to keep on cracking their head. They're going to crack their head regardless, but you want them to do a little less. You want a little less of the, of, of the weight to fall on you because when your kids become grown and come, become older, you want your, your load to get a little lighter. So that's what I always say. Make sure you're raising them to be independent. So that they don't constantly need to lean on you because that leaning it gets heavy sometimes. And we all need, we all need a break. Eventually, I feel like my break won't come until my kids get older. And that's perfectly fine. But I'm I'm looking forward to that. And I know that it is gonna come. But as a as a as a parent, we need that. And especially for my single parents out there, we need that break. I don't, I don't, I don't condone the breaks, especially when they're underage. When you're of age, baby, you're going to give me my time. <laughs> you going to give it to me because we're not about to play like that. <laughs> and that's just on everything. Okay. And what I want to do, I want to go into get a random chapter. Okay. So this chapter is chapter 26 if you don't know about the book go get the book download the book uh order the book it's on amazon for now (laughs) but i mean yeah the book is called single mother squad by t rose go look it up honey but yeah this is chapter 26 and it's called parenting with an illness okay i am a parent who has an illness i'm gonna read y'all the um i'm gonna read y'all the first page or whatever and then i'll explain a little bit more in detail what i'm talking about <laughs> okay so parenting parenting is already hard being a parent being a single parent is even harder but have you ever had to battle a chronic illness while being a single parent well that is my reality these days For the past six or so years, I have been battling with the autoimmune disease called lupus, in addition to rheumatoid arthritis. This has been a crazy roller coaster, but I must admit, now that my kids are a lot older, it's becoming easier. In the beginning, they were pretty young, but I needed to lean on them a lot more. My three- and seven-year-old at the time had to assist me with things such as dressing and chores. Dinner had to be easy things that were microwavable. I needed assistance with opening things such as juice, medicine bottles, and whatever else with a twist off top. These things were also hard for them since they were so young. Okay. So, yeah. So, that basically in that first page, page it explains exactly what I have going on. So, like I said, it was really, it was way harder when they were younger i couldn't i couldn't do nothing and they you know they're young they're seven and three so like they gotta help me tie my shoes and stuff like that um i had to make sure i left out a little bit earlier because daycare was like it probably was like two minutes away but i had to leave out earlier so that i can walk slow to get to the daycare i couldn't i couldn't even grip a tooth a toothbrush to brush my teeth it was like i would have to and most days, that's if I couldn't take, like, over-the-counter medicine, like, ibuprofen or something like that. So, I would have to go, once I dropped them off at daycare, I also had, like, a Walgreens, like, right by the daycare. So, I would go to the Walgreens, give me a bottle of water, give me some pain pills. I would have to have the cashier to open this these pain pills and stuff for me so I could take them right there so that by the time I get back home, I can do things to care for myself, like, brush my teeth. Um... Very sad situation, but at the end of the day, I'm doing, like, a million times better today. Like, I am, um, when it comes to my lupus, I am, what do you call it? Basically, I'm not even, it doesn't come up in my test. So, basically, they're saying, like, it's not there. They don't see it anymore. So, that's a blessing. Of course, I struggle, you know, still with the rheumatoid arthritis or whatever, but, honey, I am blessed. I can't even believe sometimes like how far I've come. Cause I just thought that was the end, you know, for a lot of people, lupus is a death sentence. So for me to be where I am, like it is a beautiful blessing that I'm here. So I am, I'm very grateful. And just to be undetected is like even, ama- even more amazing. So if you are battling with that, ooh, here we go again. If you were battling with something like that, it's important to have good people around you, to have a, a good, strong um, support system, because you can't do it by yourself. You can't. It's a struggle. Like, and people have all different kinds of lupus, and it affects you in different ways. And you need somebody who's going to be able to support you. And it's not like it's not like you're looking for pity or anything like that but you genuinely are going to need help like it's just some days you're just going to need help and you have to you have to be willing to ask for it. you have to be able to, you have to be willing to accept it like you're going to need help in my case i didn't bother nobody i just i had to i had to lean on my kids and i feel like that was just a blessing to have them because i i just couldn't see myself calling somebody else to be like hey like can you come help me like do my everyday things, every everyday little simple things that I needed to do to, to live my life. So I was, re- I'm, they don't even know how much of a blessing that they have been to me. Like I almost want to get emotional because it's a beautiful thing. Like I'm telling you, being a parent, it comes with so many different, <laughs> different aspects. But for the most part, it has its ups and its downs. That's why I say it, it's a good, bad and the different. But when I tell you, some of the good things are beyond good. Like they are amazing. And God really blessed me because them girls have that I don't know how I would have did it. <laughs> I probably would've gave up because number one, just getting a diagnosis like that, it makes you want to give up. It make you like, How? Why me? Like why was some why was something like this happen to me? Like I was I've been perfectly healthy, like all my life, really. Like except for just, you know, like asthma and stuff when I was younger, but I never was sick. <laughs> like my pregnancies, I didn't, I wasn't sick. Like, I didn't have morning sicknesses and stuff like that. I didn't gain a lot of weight. Like, I was, like, everything was cool. I didn't go through too many different things. So, I didn't understand, like, I didn't understand the diagnosis. Like, it was just hard to deal with and to face. Like, I just was like, you know, you just be so heartbroken and so crushed because you just can't believe that something like this is happening to you. And I always tell people, you know, my words of advice is always to, don't ever think it can it can't be you anything is possible your life can change in the blink of an eye and if i wasn't so faithful and if i didn't believe and if i didn't trust in god's will and his way for my life i wouldn't be where i'm at right now i wouldn't be i wouldn't have not been able to see the other side of it i wouldn't have never been able to see undetectable i would not i would not have been able to get here (laughs) so i'm telling you if you're going through anything in that in in that sort of way or to that effect please trust please believe don't never give in to a diagnosis or to um a result or whatever because you can it, it always can change trust and believe nothing is definite unless it's coming from the man above trust and believe me like so <sighs> I didn't know I was gonna I didn't know I was gonna pick that chapter, y'all. So I'm like, ooh, that was a, that was a real one or whatever. <laughs> but yes, if anybody is battling with something like that or anything, like if you just wanna have somebody you wanna just come to me and vent or whatever, I'm always here. If you follow me on my social media platforms, please. I have a um a social media, I have a Instagram now for this podcast. I was using one of my other platforms but i decided hey why can't i have 10 10 instagrams <laughs> why not add another one huh but the, um the handle for for this um for this podcast is underscore it's the parents in life podcast so yeah very simple just underscore beforehand and message me send me a dm we we. We will talk, we will communicate, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through. If you had the same type of diagnosis, I can talk you through it or walk you through it, honey. Like I may not be able to relate all the way, but baby, I was I was there. And um I'm here now and I'm grateful. So and that's all I can do. But yes, so <laughs> I'm gonna head out because one thing about me, I can and I will talk y'all ears off, but I ain't gonna do it today. So, yeah. Until next time, loves. Bye.